Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. We are in the thick of it, the thick of the holiday season, and I am already way beyond any budget that I set for holiday shopping, not because of gifts that I've bought for anyone else, but because of cute things that I've seen for myself. Such a bad holiday shopper. But I hope that you are enjoying this holiday season, enjoying the magic of the lights, sipping on some hot cocoa or sipping on whatever makes you happy this holiday season. And I'm just so excited that you are here with me for Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations Season 4. And I'm so happy to be here with my friend, my brother, Pastor Matthew Jenkins. Matthew, how are you today? I'm well, April. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on this uh, great opportunity to share uh, with your people and your podcast. And I look forward to the conversation. Yes. This is going to be a great conversation. So before we get started, Matthew and I, we've known each other, oh goodness, some years now. I don't know. It's been so many years. I I don't, we won't together. even count it. We won't even tell you that way. You don't have to know how old I am, how old Matthew is, but we're just glad to be alive, right? right? right we're right, just right. glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but since we met, the Lord has uh, since elevated you, praise the Lord. So you are a pastor of the Greater Elizabeth Baptist Church in Atlanta. Absolutely. So in addition to that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your church, a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my church is located uh, off of Campbellton Road. Uh, literally, I started pastoring at the beginning of the pandemic. So <laughs> they voted March 12th, I believe. Everything starts shutting down like literally the next day. The next day. Um, and so we've gone from not streaming to uh uh, then moving from not streaming to using an iPhone camera on a tripod to then going uh, and elevating uh, to being able to use a camera that's mounted somewhere. <laughs> now we've uh, got like four additional cameras okay. and done some lighting and some different things like that and getting out more into the community, which is really big. I'm really big on getting into the community. In fact, just uh, yesterday, we did our Thanksgiving uh, give back. Oh, nice. Um, and so that was, it went really well. We did a prayer drive through as well. Um, so that was, um, that was really big. And so I'm excited about what God is doing uh, at Greater Elizabeth um, and other things that are taking place. Oh, that's amazing. So just, you know, definitely getting your feet wet, right, in this pastoral role. But we thank Absolutely. God for his grace. We thank God for his goodness. Um, you know, and so that's a lot, right? You started pastoring. It's already hard enough to be a pastor, right? But to mm -hmm. pastor through this pandemic. And I remember when you were uh, elevated and when the Lord uh, put you in the position, I was thinking, wow, to have to begin um, in the pandemic. But not only that, you have 
recently lost your mother. Um, and so, you know, you just set, faced a number of challenges. And as we think about just life in general, a lot of times I think that we experience life in duality of highs and lows. Mm -hmm. You know, we can experience some of the greatest moments in our life mm -hmm. while also experience the greatest lows of our life. And um, I think that as we're in this holiday season, that's kind of where people are. You have some people, um, you know, really soaking up the season. They're enjoying the season. They're so excited. They're so happy. And then on the other side of that, you have people who are barely making it through the season. They're so sad, right. uh, you know, for various reasons. And so for that reason alone, I really wanted to kind of tackle this issue um, and talk about like, you know, holiday wins and woes because you mm -hmm. have people on both sides of that coin. Right. Um, and just really kind of thinking about how can we really maybe shift that perspective to maybe help people maybe have a different mindset going through this holiday season to think differently and maybe they'll have a different outcome on this season. So um, as I said before, the holidays really sometimes, you know, are the best of times for some people. For me, I love watching Christmas music, I mean Christmas movies, listening to Christmas music, mm -hmm. spending time with family, but then it could be the worst time for mm. people. Um, you recently lost your mom several years ago. You lost your sister. I lost my sister last year. So coupled with all of the things that I love to do during the holidays, I'm used to doing those things with my sister. So even when I'm doing them now, they remind me so much of my sister. So now, while they still bring me great joy, they also bring me a great source yeah. of pain. Yeah. Um, so why do you think that we have this holiday season and it creates such distinct and direct opposition for people? Well, I think it's really based upon uh, people's perception, mm -hmm. right? People's experience. Um, um, in fact, I'm reminded Psalms 27, 13 says, I would have fainted unless mm -hmm. I would have seen the, the goodness, goodness of, of the Lord. Lord. So it's really what you see, right? What you are exposed to, your experience, your history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people, this is a great time, yeah. you know, and for others, it is not so great uh, because of the things that they have experienced over the course of their life or even around this particular time. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, my mom transitioned uh, on my birthday. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so I didn't hear from her uh, that morning, which was obviously strange. You hear from your mother, your yeah. parents on yeah. your birthday. Yeah. And so I went by to see her uh, and I found her at, at her apartment. Mm -hmm. And so literally that was October. Her birthday is November the 1st, right? Mm -hmm. We're going into Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, we're going into the holiday season. So really my whole perception of the holiday season, my sister uh, passed away uh, on October the 21st mm. of 2013. Um, and so the holiday season for me uh, is a little different than yeah. others who may have not had or uh, experienced those type of uh, transitions or family transitions. And, and even those who may have experienced it early in the year, you know, because, of, because the holiday season um, is oftentimes relegated around family and renewal and refreshing and and, and all of that, it can it can be difficult. And yeah. so what I would often tell people is it's it's based upon what you see. Yes. Right. What you decide to focus in on. You can focus in on the loss. You can focus in on the transition. You can focus on what you don't have or you can see what you do have. Mm. Uh, and I think is that going to 
take the pain away, absolutely not. But I think it will certainly help you to move forward because grief is a journey. It is. Um, right. it, it, it is a process. And so the more you engage in that journey, the more you engage in that process, you'll start to see things differently. Right. Uh, and you'll start to put things into perspective. Uh, and so that's what I would certainly encourage uh, people to do is to start to see things differently uh, instead of just focusing in on one particular thing. Let's focus on something else. And I like, um, you know, I agree with that. I think that focus is very important. You know, over um, last season, we did a lot of, we had a lot of conversations about um, just kind of like mental health, emotional health, physical health, and kind of one of the thread that threads that went th through all of those is about where we place our focus. Um, and, and the only way to kind of be well is to really have the proper focus. Um, but you know, what about to the person that says, I mean, focusing on the proper things, seeing the right things, sounds good in theory, right? right? Um, but what about an execution when all I can see around me mm. is loss, you know, loss of people, loss of resources to the person who may have just lost their job two weeks before the holidays, mm, right? right? Somebody who, you know, like us, you recently lost someone. If, you're, if your grief is, in whether your grief is recent or prolonged, um, you know, somebody who may have just gotten a recent diagnosis, mm -hmm. right? So if what they see around them seems to be devastation or loss, um, what tangible things do you think that you could say to that person in order for them to kind of go through this season where for them, they see the person who is seemingly happy, right? Seemingly joyous, but it's hard for them to put themselves in that position because they can't see anything else but exactly what it is they're facing. So first I would say uh, nobody is perfect, right? right? Everything people post on social media or post on whatever um, they may be doing, right? All of it is 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 what people want them to see, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, in some sense, is going through some challenge, some setback, some difficulty. So I would certainly encourage people to, in a sense, um, just realize that they're not the only ones going through. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I would say um, that to be able to focus on those different things is something that's not easy, but you have to train yourself to do it. Right. Right. So it would be a, in a situation where you're having to lift weights that you've never had to lift before. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you're having to engage in uh, mental gymnastics that mm -hmm. you've never had to. So you're going to have to stretch, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to train and just like any person that goes to the gym, if you keep lift, lifting weights after a while, you'll start to see some change. Mm -hmm. But that's, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to take away from the difficulty of lifting those weights. That doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle or strain at times. That doesn't mean that you're not going to want to go to the gym. That means that if you're consistent about um, training your focus, training your eye, if you're consistent about what you look at and what you perceive, then eventually it will, in some sense, get better. But for those that have um, been dealing with um, transition of loved ones, maybe a loss of job, because as a pastor, I've had to engage those over the last four or five weeks 
or even months of people who have gotten diagnosis, mm -hmm. right? Who, who, who've been diagnosed with breast cancer or who have been diagnosed with some type of chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And so what do you say to those people who are having to face those transitions or those whirlwinds seemingly out of nowhere? And I consistently try to tell them it's where you put your focus. Mm. You can either focus on the illness and the sickness or you can focus on God. What is it that you would have for me to do in this season? What is it that you would season. have for me to learn mm -hmm. in this process? Because I wholeheartedly believe that nothing comes to us by accident. Right. Nothing comes to us by happenstance. There is a reason for everything. And so as long as we learn or engage in training ourselves to see things differently, uh, then you begin the process, you begin the steps of moving forward uh, to where you can be like those individuals who can share testimonies. I once was here, right. you know, but I'm not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a conscious process, right? Absolutely. So it's, um, you know, you consciously not just wake up, but actively go throughout the day. Because, I mean, even in um, my own journey, I know there are times where, you know, you can wake up and think that everything is good, right? You think that, okay, and then something can shift during the day, right? And then you can feel a certain heaviness, um, um, a certain uh, emotional fatigue, right? Mm. But consciously, you have to be able to try to turn the corner um, in order to maintain your focus. So I think it's about not only setting your focus, right, but maintaining that focus. Being because yeah. I think that there are, um, you know, outside circumstances, right, that will constantly come to confuse that focus, to distract us from that focus, to disturb that focus. Um, so yes, I agree with you, it's conscious focus. Um, one of the things that I've been wondering, even in my um, you know own time, um, own quiet time is, Thinking about, do you think that anticipating sadness, anticipating grief creates grief or creates sadness? Because it's something I think that when we are approaching the holiday season, um, you know, if there are people that have uh, bad memories during this time, mm -hmm. and it might not always be attached to, when I say grief, the grief of a death, mm -hmm. right? But grief that comes from, you know, um, um, like I said, a bad memory or uh, a period of time in their life that was unhealthy. Um, but, you know, so grief from those times. So do you think that anticipating grief or anticipating sadness actually counteracts and then actually creates that pocket of grief or sadness? So like, I know the holidays are coming up. I know I'm going to be sad. I know I'm going to grieve this season because, mm. you know, I don't have anyone to spend it with or I thought I would be at a certain place. You know, last Christmas, I thought, OK, next Christmas, I'm going to have someone to share it with. Mm. And I don't have that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So do you think that we create then these circles or these pools around us then where we then kind of wallow? I think that's a possibility. Um, I think that depending upon where we are in our own mental capacity, mm -hmm. um, that certainly can happen. Um, I think memories are memories, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So if you have those memories, um, then oftentimes around the holiday season, those things can come up mm -hmm. um, because uh, just of if it's a loved one, right, they're not at the table. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a loss of a job, you realize that because you don't have the money to get the gifts that you, right. you know, have planned to mm-hmm. give. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's the ending of a relationship, well, maybe last year you spent that relationship or that time with them and their family. Mm-hmm. And so you're always in the holiday season, you're always bumping up against relations. You're always bumping up against relationship. You're always bumping up against what was and what is and what may not be. You know, Um, and so I think it's important for us to begin to deal with the idea of, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why am I even anticipating that I may feel this way? Um, I think that certainly goes deeper uh, than just a thought, but it could be consistent habits mentally Mm -hmm. that that draw on that. And so I would certainly encourage people um, to sit with that. Um, and really think about why am I anticipating? Why mm-hmm. am I creating mm-hmm. this anxiety for myself? Because that's what, essentially what it yeah. is. Yeah. Why am I creating this anxiety <clears throat> for myself? Um, and how can I go about alleviating? Because the pain is going to be the pain. The pain is the pain. But when you create an additional anxiety on top of that pain, right. that only creates a snowball effect for mm-hmm. us emotionally. Okay. Um, and so... You know, at some point we have to dig ourselves out of that and we start to have to ask ourselves questions on why we're doing that. Seeking help. Right. Seeking um, therapy, seeking, you know, some type of assistance that can help us unpack those things uh, that are causing us to create the anxiety uh, that we ultimately are going to feel. I like that. So, yes, I agree with you. The pain is the pain. Um, and that, you know, we might not have control over. We can control the anxiety that we create around the pain um, because one of our previous guests uh, did give us a definition for anxiety is uh, creating a situation that may or may not exist, mm. right? And so that would be like magnifying the pain that exists. Um, so the pain is there, but we don't have to magnify that pain or we don't have to attach that pain to something that may or may not exist. Um, So it is the anxiety surrounded by that pain, I think that people tend to um, sit in or, you know, kind of live in, in these 60 or so days Mm. uh, that we call the holiday season. Um, And, you know, I think the holiday season is unique, right? It's a unique season um, because it's, it's almost this one season where the world and, uh, or I should say the carnal world and the spiritual world Mm -hmm. collide for two totally different reasons, but it is the one time of year where they collide because everybody is in a season of celebration, right? right? It's a season of celebration. Um, But I think that what becomes the defining moment is why are you celebrating, Mm. right? Why are you celebrating? And so, um, you know, if it's gonna be a, whether it's a winning season for you or if it's a kind of like a woe is me season for you, then I think that it's clear that we have to really always remember why are we celebrating this season? Um, And I think that if we can kind of always hold on to that, then then we will always have a joyous season, even if we're in pain, right? Even if we have loss, um, even if we're struggling through the season, it will always be a winning season. Do you feel like the spiritual world has, I don't want to say done a good job, but done an effective job of helping, especially those in faith, 
um, hold on to the real reason for the season? Um, well, the church in the general, church, in, yeah. in general <laughs> I think, um, has allowed culture mm -hmm. to kind of dictate um, the messaging yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. around the purpose of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we know it to be uh, an Advent season, right? right. It, it, we are in expectation and anticipation of the coming of the King, yes. right? Of mm -hmm. baby Jesus and mm -hmm. all that that means. And, 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 and so we celebrate his birth. We yeah. celebrate him coming into the world and beginning the process mm -hmm. of changing it. We celebrate that. Um, has it become distorted? Has it become um, um, just manipulated? I believe so. Um, but we have to reclaim it yeah. uh, as believers. Mm -hmm. um, we have to get out of the you know commercialization of Christmas and really get back to this idea of okay, you know, he came for a reason, obviously, uh, to redeem the lost, mm -hmm. right? To change the world. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten right, son, right. that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish and have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. He came into the world to change the world. Right. And so how would it be for us uh, to not even engage the fact that change should be taking place okay. in our world mm -hmm. today, especially during this season mm -hmm. when he came to mm -hmm. change the world, mm -hmm. we have to be intentional about making sure that we're engaging in change. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't necessarily think that the church has done uh, a good job in the messaging of it. I mean, we try to push it, but of course, you know, the church doesn't have as much money as all of these Fortune 500 companies yeah. that's trying For to, you know, right? <laughs> that's trying to share all of this stuff. But it starts with the ground roots, right? Yeah. It starts with family. It mm -hmm. starts with your ability to connect relationship. It starts with your ability to realize, okay, what is the purpose of this and why am I celebrating this? Right. And being able to share that with those who are connected to you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's loved ones, whether it is coworkers, mm -hmm. um, being able to share um, that love uh, that Jesus Christ has shared with us. Um, so can we do a better job? I think we can, but it starts with us individually. I like something that you said about, um, you know, obviously one of the key reasons that uh, God made the greatest sacrifice in the world in sending his son um, was to change the world. Uh, one of the things that we've really just been trying to encourage our army to do in, in the shifting of their perspective is not to really kind of view this holiday season as an end, mm -hmm. right? You know, so many times I think we, we, we know that we live in time, but I think that we just kind of really, really constrict ourselves to time, knowing that God doesn't even operate in time, right? right. Um, and so we're really just trying to make sure that the army understands that just because it's November, Mm -hmm. Just because it's about to be December doesn't mean that you have to think, oh, my God, the end is near. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't have to be the person that thinks the end is near. I need to just go start checking off a bunch of things on my list. Right. right. And then maybe doing them without purpose, without intention. Or you also don't have to be the person that says, well, the end is near. I don't need I'm just going to count 2021 as a loss. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, Nothing right. got done, whatever. But you just need to be the person that obviously that lives 
in purpose, you know, whose steps are ordered, mm-hmm. right? And allows that, um, you know, that no, nothing is wasted, mm-hmm. basically, that God is able to use each and every day um, to his glory, but also for his will. So I think that if we can kind of, you know, maybe shift this season as thinking of it the same way that God thought of this season, right? An opportunity to change the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we can kind of look at ourselves at not just, you know, changing the world on a global scale, but changing our world. Right. You know what I'm saying? How can I change my world? You know, mm-hmm. what can I do around me during this season to change my world? I think that it would make such a huge perspective, I mean, huge difference in helping to shift our focus, right? Because um, mm-hmm. then it won't be such about the minuscule things that this holiday season, some of the things that you mentioned, the commercialization of this season. Um, and then that would help us to really become to make it a holiday winning season, right? Because it's so much bigger than just what November and December is. Would mm. you agree with that? I would. I think it's important for us to come to an understanding that our year changes when our mentality changes. Certainly, certainly. Because there's a lot of us that bring 2020 into 2021. Right, that we, We're gonna yeah. bring 2021 into 2022. Mm-hmm. And so your year changes mm-hmm. when your mentality changes. Mm. Your next level, your next stage, your next chapter changes when you make up in your mind to do something different. Mm. Um, and I think it's important for us just because the calendar year changes right. does not necessarily mean that we need to stop pursuing the goals and mm-hmm. the focuses that we feel like God has given us to do mm-hmm. or to stop a journey because we feel like we haven't attained what we wanted to attain by a certain amount of time. Right. Um, as you mentioned, you know, God doesn't work in timetables. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's from everlasting to, to everlasting. everlasting you know? exactly. And so at the end of the day, we can't limit God based upon, uh, you know, our calendar. We right. can't limit God based upon our own timetable. If God wants to do it in January of 22, then that's what God is going to do. That's what he's you gonna know? Do. And exactly. so we can't um, we can't limit ourselves um, or stop our own expectation. Yeah. You know, we have to continue to carry that expectation. If we feel like God has called us to do something or God is going to do something in our lives, we have to continue to expect that. I mean, just look at um, Abram and Sarah. You know, God told them, I'm going to give you a son to carry on your lineage. Right. It took them 25 years. Yeah. Now, if he would have told us this yeah. in this microwave generation God, in society, stop playing. Right? Stop playing with we would have been like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I could go. I mean, essentially, you know, so at the end of the day, we have to re- realize that if God is going to do something that he promised us that he's going to do, he's going to make up the time. You know, he's going to make up any type of loss that we've experienced um, and it's going to be worth it uh, to wait on him. Mm. Um, And so um, I think in this season, yes, you know, some some people power down, you know, they check out Mm -hmm. mentally Mm -hmm. uh, because of the holiday season. Some people get anxious and try to cram everything into their schedule because they didn't get as much as they wanted to get done. Um, But at the end of the day, the old the songwriter uh, used to uh, say uh when i growing up in church you can't hurry god yeah. right you yeah. just gotta wait right you gotta trust them and you gotta give them time no matter how long it takes no and so we have takes. to 
trust and realize that at the end of the day, if it happens in December of 21, if it happens in February of 22, it's going to be worth it. It's going to work in our favor. Um, anything that we've experienced is going to be made up. Mm. Um, and we just have to trust that. If, if you're going to win, it, does, it, don't, it don't matter if you win in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third yeah. quarter, the fourth quarter. You're going to win. You're going to win. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, we've already won just because God decided a long time ago that he was going to send his son, right, to first be born. Mm. And then he died. But then he rose again. Absolutely. And that is a win for all of us. And so I think that sometimes we, you know, if we could first uh, set our focus on the fact that we're in the season of the greatest miracle that ever happened, um, then that would help us to really then shift our focus on everything else. Um, so we appreciate you and everything that you shared with the Army, that you shared with the people, because we really want our Army to have a winning season, but to have a blessed and joyous holiday season, because I really feel like, you know, that sometimes this season can really, you know, take people down. Um, and then as, you know, as we talked about going into the new year, people, they start a whole nother list of goals. And I'm thinking, well, did you accomplish the right, other goals right, first? Right, right, you know, they right, abandon right. those. And we just want to, you know, not be bound by time. We just really want to be, have our steps ordered by God, you know what I'm saying? And just allow him, as you said, just if he wants to do it now or if he wants to do it in February. But we believe that, you know, whatever miracles God has in store for us, they're either sitting on the sidelines waiting to be brought into manifestation in our mm. lives um, or they're about to be coming out the oven right now. You just don't even know it, right? Listen, and so <laughs> in fact, I, I was just, uh, this past Sunday, I was preaching a sermon on uh, the uh, beggar at the gate of beautiful mm. and how he didn't know that today was going to be that day. Today, yeah. He, he, he got dressed. He had people to carry him down to that gate. He was begging for change, mm -hmm. but he did not know that that was the day that, was that the he day. was going to experience a whole different type of change yes. that he never thought he would ever experience. Yes. Um, and so it's important for us that every single day, especially in this season, I talked about this, every single day is should be a day of expectation. A day of expectation. Every single day. In fact, the Advent season, the name Advent means expectation. expectation. Yes. And so going into this season, going into this holiday season, especially for those that are grieving and having yeah. to deal with loss and transition, loss of a job, loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, whatever the case may be, never get so down, never get so burdened that you lose your expectation, yeah. that you lose the purpose for which God has placed you on this mm -hmm. earth and continue to pursue all that he has given you the energy to do. Mm, I love that. I like that. Um, and, you know, I think about it sometimes we're we're blessed because we already have the Bible. So we know what the story yeah. is. But think about those who lived in the Bible days, you know, to wake up and then to hear the story that Jesus had been born. Mm. Amazingly, how they must have felt, you know. But I think what if we could carry that same feeling to wake up and think, oh, my God, you know, Jesus still lives. So if we could carry that feeling. But like you said, to wake up and live in expectation, because today really could be your day. The day that everything you've been praying for 
happens on today. And then you just re-up those prayers. Start a new yeah. list, right? Because God is always ready to bless his children. We give God praise. We give God glory for everything that has been said and for everything that you've shared. Um, so, big holiday plans? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be sharing with some friends uh, and some loved ones and, uh, you know, just seeing what the day brings. Yeah, well, at least, you know, your daughter's getting on age, so she might know oh, a little Lord. bit about what Christmas is this yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to be working on that. <laughs> Well, we give God praise. We thank you for everything that you've done, for sharing with the Army today, for sharing on Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. It was a joy to have you. Of course, this is your first time, but I promise you it will not be your last. So, you know, okay. Pastor, save a little room on your schedule for us. Okay. <laughs> um, we're so grateful. This is just part one of Holiday Wins and Wells. We're going to be talking to some other people. We'll re Next week, we will be talking about how to eat and win during this season. Amen. So we want to make sure that we keep our temples healthy. Amen. during this season. Uh, Pastor, before we go, we always like to pray for our army. And since you're here, I'll ask you if you'll take on that task. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come before you in prayer. Dear Father, we lift up each and every person that may be watching this uh, podcast, that may be watching this video. We pray, Lord, that you meet them right where they are. Yes, God. God, there's a reason why they're sitting down or in their car or on their break at work or whatever the case may be watching this and so father i pray that you renew that spirit of expectation that Good you Lord. renew that spirit of joy oh father you told us that we should be anxious for nothing nothing but with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make our requests made known and yes, so father god. we ask oh god that you would guard the hearts and the minds of your people because it is out of the heart that flows the issues of life Dear Father, we ask God that you would continue to breathe upon each and every person that is helping to put this podcast on. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to be with Sister Davenport, uh, April, oh God, as she continues to uh, plant vision uh, and to help those who, so, uh, who stand in need. Father, we ask that you would show yourselves in their lives, Dear in Jesus. your people's Dear lives. Lord. Fill them up with your presence and your love and allow them to go into this season looking for you. Yes, God. And God will be so careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Thank it's you, in Lord. Jesus' name Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. Amen. Give God praise. We're so excited. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you have some hot cocoa at Starbucks for me. Just mention my name. I'm that important. <laughs> Thanks so much. We can't wait to see you on next week. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember... Anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.